0: Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of the Reds Disciples Podcast. Uh, I am Aaron. With me as always is Billy. How are you doing today, Billy? Doing well, doing very well. Good, good. The other half of my tag team. Uh, we are the Reds Disciples Podcast. This is an interactive uh Celtic Space podcast that is a companion podcast to the uh, Facebook uh, group. Red's Disciples, or otherwise currently known as the Red's Roller Coaster of Immense Sadness, which we are often on and off. Um, but again, we are a live online community. Please join us anytime. Come be a part of the conversation. If you're listening to this, you are already family. Please join us. Um, and again, if you are listening to this, of course, we appreciate your support. As always, you appreciate them,
1: Billy, too, Billy, right? Oh, I love them. Love and support, love and trust. Right, right. You said that real quick, too,
0: with no hesitation, (laughs) Mike. Take a quick
1: second to say,
0: I don't know about some of these people. But anyway, appreciate it. So we've had two games now, Billy. Uh, Two very uniquely different games from each other, wouldn't you say?
1: Yeah. um, If you told me at the beginning, we'd be 1 1 going into game three at home, I would have been doing cartwheels, but we'll talk about how we got there and maybe why I'm not exactly doing uh, backflips in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So
0: let's, let's get into this. So Let's start with the the first game. First game, which the Celtics did win, 120 to 108. A surprise to, I think, most everybody. Everyone figured Golden State's when they're going to come out like gangbusters and, blow the doors off well and to the degree that the first quarter they did come out like that uh steph in particular who came out stepped on the court and immediately burst into flames uh was six of seven from three and 21 points in that first quarter they seemingly made every shot um and they were just off to the races Uh, Would you think of that? What were you thinking after that first quarter or during that first quarter you saw Steph turn into Steph?
1: Well, don't get me wrong. Steph was a flamethrower, but it was more our mistakes. Um, I'm glad they had Marcus Smart mic'd up for that game because um, after the first quarter, you saw them play the clip where he's like, this isn't Miami, guys. We have to be a step quicker coming up on the switch." And we were so slow on the switches in that first quarter. You notice it tightened up as the game went on, but Rob, Jalen, we just got burned. And Marcus gets like the blunt of the heat for it, but it wasn't his switch. He's getting picked. Nobody's up waiting for Curry. It's like the best shooter ever and nobody's up there waiting.
0: Right, right. A couple of times, especially coming off the break or uh, a few screens, there was one time where I think he came off a screen, and Pritchard and Derek White were in, and they both rotated off of Steph. Uh, neither of them knew what they were doing. One time he came up, just simply walked down the court, and everyone walked away from. Him. And he just was like, "Really? Okay." And in the end, he buried that one. So. Uh, I was like, all right, we just, we, we need to get our shit together. It's the finals. Maybe it's a little nerves, you know, maybe a little scatterbrained, whatever. But we just gotta, we gotta get ourselves together. Like that's, that, that's definitely what I was thinking.
1: Yeah, the lights were a little too bright. It felt like we were, you know, a little deer in the headlights. But as the game went on, you saw that we were quicker on those switches. And then when our defense was clicking, it, I mean, the Warriors couldn't do anything. I mean, we've made Clay look like a homeless man in this series.
0: Yeah, yeah. stay uh, Clay has been noticeably absent throughout. Really, pretty much both both two games in Golden State, and uh, uh, Jordan Poole didn't do much in that first game, um, so he was quiet uh, as well. One place they have hit us. Uh, is with looney on the offensive boards he has been uh, a problem he was in the first game he was in the second game so uh that was definitely interesting but i i felt like at the end of that first half we were up to and i was like okay like like all right we're we're settling in it's gonna be a ball game like and so it, it, I was pretty enthusiastic. I said on the board during the game thread. I was like, all right, we're up game. We're up two points. Like I, I, our, our offense isn't immaculate right now, but the defense is doing what the defense does. Defense travels on the And our defense has traveled all year in the road in the playoffs. So uh, I, I felt pretty good going into halftime with that. And I thought just a couple of tweaks you know, and hopefully Jason Tatum would show up in the second half and we'd be off to the races. Now, JT, from a school shooting scoring standpoint, never really did show up. He took a lot of makeable shots, stuff that we've all seen all year that he makes, um, but he just wasn't able to find his rhythm in game number one. But what did he do in that first game? We, with, without his, his
1: scoring, where else did he contribute, Bill? It was unbelievable. He was the best playmaker we've had all season. Just in, in just a, under a microscope, like under in that scenario where the whole defense is focused on him, he's getting 13 assists with only two turnovers. He is finding guys, and more importantly, he's finding guys at the three-point line. Nine of those 13 assists were for threes. So, Absolutely. you know, I'm on no pathway, but that's a lot of points, guys. And that's the, that was the difference in the game.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and he has he is now and I mean and he should be because he's played like the most games, but he's the playoff leader in points and assists. Like so if for any talk that JT is a one-trick pony or he hasn't evolved into an all-around superstar capable of taking over elite games in the playoffs, doing a multitude of tasks. We've seen him hit the 46 in the Milwaukee series to stave off elimination. And now when his shot's not going, he finishes three for 17 in that game, but still says, you know what? Er Earlier this year or last year, that would have just shut him down. But the evolution of his game is such that he came off some of those screens, immediately found guys right away, found guys in the corners multiple times, found kick out wing, wing shooters off the kick out, um, just doing a lot of nice things, didn't hold on to the ball, made crisp, quick decisions, it's the, all the things we want. I mean, and I, I say this all the time, when JT draws two, his job is done. I mean, his job is done to the extent, though, and not to, not fully done, but, I mean, he's done what he's supposed to do. He draws to. There are occasionally times where I would like to see him, after he gives the ball up, relocate often. And he, and he has done that for a lot of this year, at least the second half of this year. Relocate and have the ball find him again. Um, he didn't need to do that in game one because guys were making shots everywhere. Al was making shots. Al had six three pointers in his first game for 26 points, and Derek White turned into Steph or Steph Light. He's turning into Seth, maybe. <laughs> into Seth Curry, not quite Steph, but he, he drilled a three right in Steph's face. I mean, he he played out of this
1: world off the bench. It was so nasty because it was it was just what the Warriors do to other teams. We did to the Warriors, and that's got to make you feel good. Having Porford, White, Pritchard, um, everybody just bombing threes, and it's like one of those runs where it's, it just feels like you're unstoppable, and that's what the Warriors have done to everybody during this dynasty. So to see them get a little taste of their own medicine, there's nothing sweeter.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and this is a series I think people wanted to see. You no, know, I, I, I said it in the the last pod. I felt like like this collision course has been. This collision has been brewing for four years. I thought we we tried to get it back in the 2017 season. We we didn't do our job. They did, um, but now we we've got this series, and it, it's it's going to be a series. It's it's going to be interesting. And so, uh, at, at after halftime, we struggle a little bit in the third quarter. Um, and uh, Golden State goes on a run in the third quarter. They're a big third quarter team. And all of a sudden, in the fourth quarter, we're looking at ourselves. We're looking up at a 14 point deficit. Um, and at that point, I definitely didn't think the game was over for sure. Because we've seen I've seen enough times this season. Like, don't count this team out. I mean, I did see some people were you know like I don't know. And a lot of national pundits figured, this is it. They're gonna, Golden State's gonna go on a quick 8-0 run and just shut this thing down, you know? And that's, that was fully possible, but that didn't happen. Instead, the 8-0 run went to Jalen, who who started off at a house of fire, you know, came off that top top of the key three, um, I think he had another three and then he threw the nice lob to to Rob down low off the uh, penetration and all of a sudden we're looking at, when like two minutes we're looking at a six point game. i are like, okay, like here we are. Like, what'd you think of Jalen uh, in, in this fourth quarter Billy?
1: That was that stretch, if we could put that in a bottle, it would be priceless. That was the best stretch of Jalen's not only playoffs i think his career i mean he was decisive mm. when he had a lane he took it when he didn't he didn't force it and turn it over i know he had a few turnovers that game but for just that stretch he was everything we needed and that's why he's the perfect number two at tatum because when when tatum's not going he can get those buckets like that the and- only thing i i will say about Jalen is if the shot's not falling he can't do the other things that Tatum does and he kind of disappears, but thankfully, oh, the shots were falling.
0: Yeah, man, when Jalen is just decisive with the basketball, I know that that one top of the key three, he came off the pick and, but even then actually, there's only a couple of dribbles and then he just rose up, you know? So when he does those quick, I like, I don't
1: even remind
0: when, I don't even mind when Jalen is taking a shot and there's a guy, it's not like completely wide open, uncontested, like there's a guy on him. But if he comes off a couple of dribbles and then fires up, like I generally feel good about those shots. Like to me, those, are, those aren't to me the bad shots for Jalen. Like, I mean, there are times when as a team, we take some quick shots when we can move the ball a little bit. But generally speaking, like Jalen takes a couple of dribbles, whether it's on the dribble drive or even a couple out there. Like I I don't, all in all those shots aren't the worst shots for Jalen. Just in general, of him being the habit of being quick and decisive with the ball, whatever he chooses to do, whether it's drive, shoot, or kick, it's just a couple of dribbles, boom, then you're out. Like you, as soon as that happens, as soon as like that that second dribble is up, like ball's gotta be, you gotta be, you gotta have made your mind. Um, and so that to me was great. To me, that's that's everything you want Jalen to be moving forward. And so for him to get that started in the offense right then was was outstanding. Um Another little move I thought that was low-key great was the decision Ime made um, to leave Marcus on the bench for the first basically eight minutes of that. Now, Marcus usually starts on the bench in the fourth quarter anyway, so that part's not a surprise, but he didn't come back to him I figured that maybe around the seven minute mark, he might have been back uh, if he was catching the blow, maybe even a little bit earlier because it's the finals. But uh, Pritchard was holding his own out there. Um, and just a, a quick side note about Pritchard look, no one's going to mistake Pritchard ever being a defender on this team. We, we know that, we get his limitations. But you know, as we've said before on this podcast, like uh, I mean, in some games he doesn't have a shot. Some games he's off. Some games he's on. But he generally does give a shit on D. Like he he he, he definitely battles out there. I mean, he's gonna give up size often. But even when he poke, he's gonna he's gonna poke at it. He's gonna. Try to use whatever leverage he can. He can. I know Marcus. Marcus has taught him a few things, like and whatever it was. And I don't think Golden State's going to be the team that's going to hunt mismatches for Pritchard. So I think that also helps. But I mean, say a little bit about what Pritchard's meant and how we they we've been able to get by with him on defense.
1: Well, yeah, Golden State's whole philosophy is they don't hunt mismatches, which is fine. They have, you know, one of the best offenses of all time. They don't need to. They run their stuff. They set four or five screens. They get their shooters open. Like I said, they don't need to hunt the mismatches. They don't do a lot of ISO one-on-one stuff. So it's not really their thing. So this is the perfect series for Pritchard. And in his, you know, for to praise him, it, he's been ready. He's been up for the challenge, man. He is fearless. And it stretches the floor. That's the most important thing you can do for the Jays is stretch the floor. That opens up everything else. And as long as he's the out there, he's a threat. That's what it's all about.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: So we go on this
0: run, he stays with Pritchard. We catch up, we take the lead with just an absolute bombardment, bombs over Bombs over. Uh, chase center with just a million threes leading to this 17-0 run. We take the lead and then we separate after that. Um, Again, just a vintage game from Al, Um, 26-6. White with 21 points off the bench. Really just a complete win. And going into that and leaving that first game, like had a lot of people like, wow, okay. Like that's what we're doing here. Um, So it was just an altogether, I think, really impressive performance to to come out and just, you know, throw the first punch at Golden State, kind of put them on their heels a little bit. Um, So with that said, I I mean, I think always when you take the first game, you're always hoping like, let's be greedy. Let's be greedy. Let's get another one. Like the deal is first to four. It doesn't matter what happens. So, I mean, going into that second game, what, was, what were some of your thoughts heading into the second game?
1: Well, I mean, nobody expects to win both in on Golden State's floor, but the way we won was so impressive, you start having those thoughts in your mind, being like, well, Why you not? know, Tatum wasn't really shooting well. What if he has one of those, you know, 40-plus nights? Jalen keeps it going. Then, any, you know, it's KG. Anything's possible. So you start talking yourself into it. You're like, you know what? We are the better team. I know Golden State has the experience. They have the heart of a champion. They're going to come back strong, but if we're just better, hey, yeah. two 0 the table.
0: Hey, and so we heard some comments from Draymond in between the first and second game, and he made the, the comment to, to note about Smart, Al, and Derek, uh, Going 15 for 23, and so I mean, and we we get that. I mean, a lot of people took that as slander. I didn't necessarily take that as slander. I don't know how you felt, Billy, but it didn't feel like slander. I I mean, I, I as a Celtics fan, I'm like, look, you, you talk to any any on, a Celtics honest Celtics fan, no one spelled it, no one. No one expected six threes from Al and then another five from Derek White like that. That's I mean, and it's it's a team, but and so you know everyone gets a chance to shine when you're you're in this point. Everyone has to be ready for the moment and step up, and things like that happen. You know, hopefully, when you're on a a a an unprecedented run and, and destined for success, it'll be one of those stories that it'll be in time. You know, those Sports Illustrated commercials when they're giving out the DVD for this team, if we win. So, you know, Derek's special night, you know, and game one, that helps set the tone. So it's going to be that. So you wouldn't, so it's, you know, it's not just an, an always thing. But I mean, Derek did come back down to earth a little bit, but he still had a good game. Um, Now what happened in this next game was an altogether different story than the first game. I I can feel your deep sigh all the way from here on this one, Billy. Um, But so for the next game, obviously as we know, um, we lost the next game and uh, unfortunately, uh, a bit of a laugher uh, by the end, which was, I'm trying to remember what the, the score was, oh yeah, 107 to 88, in which we just, uh, um, uh, we just uh, had to throw in the towel at about uh, early in the fourth quarter, when they just, we just did not have it we started out well in that game i thought um started out in that game i think much the way we had in the second and fourth the second quarter of the previous game you know we're like we're banging with them we're like okay this this could be something but it felt like there was something brewing starting near the end of that second quarter like i don't know if i like this where this is headed but what were you thinking some in the first half
1: well, I'm not going to say the NBA has an officiating problem, but they definitely have the perception of an officiating problem because I shouldn't wake up on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. and see the officials assigned to the game and be like, oh, okay, well, we're going to be screwed tonight. It's Zarba and brothers, so I know what we're in for. Like, I shouldn't know their names. It shouldn't matter. I shouldn't be checking this, and I know thousands and thousands of other Celtics fans did the same thing on Sunday. They'd be like, oh, okay, I guess we're going back to Boston 1-1. That's what Adam Silver wants. And I hate thinking that way about sports. I care about stuff too much to feel that way. But then you watch what Draymond Green did on Sunday. He became the Highlander after he got his first technical. He had all the power in the world. There was nothing he could have done besides, God, maybe punching someone in the face to get thrown out of that game. He did everything. And they would not get the second tee.
0: He could have cut somebody's head off and they would have not called him.
1: And then you have Steve Javry National television, the head of the officials, you know, longtime NBA ref, and say, "Oh yeah, you ref a guy different like that differently when they have one tech already." You do? I didn't see that line in the rule book. Where's that?
0: Yeah, yeah, that was that was weird I, I, to everybody. I think watching, like, wait a second, you're fully admitting on air they think about the fact that he's got a technical. And that's what would stop them from giving him another when they would ordinarily give a technical here. Like, you have to be like WTF. Like, seriously, that's what we're, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, we're playing this context game where we're not going to treat Draymond equally. so that left us that, along with a number of, of plays, just left Celtics fans with a sour taste in their mouth about officiating in that game. So it started off well, but it, I, where I think we can point to where their wheels first started to come off was when Jalen got his second foul. Now, Jalen had started off in the first quarter hot as a pistol, just like uh, continuing on from the fourth quarter of the last game started with like nine points in that first quarter and he was firing away and he was doing great and then they pick off a pass I think and Peyton gets the run out uh, and uh, he goes off and he weirdly twists and contorts himself falls to the floor on a layup attempt misses it and like, I don't know what the refs were looking at. Jalen didn't touch him at all. Like, not even a little bit. And he he just, go, he, you know, Payton just hooked him. He, he got the call. And so at some point after that, Jalen sat um, to protect him. And then after that, he just kind of lost his rhythm. He came back in and a whole bunch of other bad stuff was starting to happen. And he just got caught right into it. The flow was gone. It was bad. It was just a bad juju on that floor after that. Like it had just been cursed or something. So he came back and promptly went one for 11 the rest of the way. It was not a, a good deal. Now, part of the other issue, in addition to some of the bad officiating, which include some of uh, Draymond's antics throughout. You started to see some bad Celtics offense creep back in a little bit again. What did you see with that, Bill?
1: Yeah, the Warriors are really good about playing the passing lanes. And for some reason, we're determined to pass in the paint. And I don't know why we ever would need to do that. Either go up or throw it out. You shouldn't pass from one guy to another in the paint. And the Warriors were there waiting for it the whole time. They were like, oh, Horford's not gonna go up for it. Let me play the lane over here. Oh, he's not gonna go. Grant's not gonna go up. He's gonna try to pass this. And they would just wait for these passes and pick them off like they're nothing.
0: Yeah, I thought, you know, it, and Al who had been, you know, really aggressive. I mean, obviously with a shot on the perimeter, but he'd gone into the paint a couple of times. And one time, if a, a few times, he went through the pain, just like you said. Tried to find the wing, find the corner shooter, find the corner three on the other side. That was covered. And one time he did it, and he had six three Steph on him. Like, bro, what are we doing here? You know, he just it was was not quite himself. And a couple of times he brushed it. Uh, other times he just didn't. He he looked tentative, didn't want to take the shot. So it was just a, it was a weird night for Al. I think Al will admit it. Um, Rob wasn't, Rob had some nice block shots, but Rob is still clearly is not really himself. He hasn't, he, he hasn't owned his own space in this series yet. It doesn't feel like to me.
1: Yeah, his movement's so limited. Yeah, and so
0: when that happens, when you have two guys, two guys in the paint, or two bigs who are not able to impose their way and all they're able to do is really set screens, but none of them are taking advantage of it, it makes it difficult and like I availed it to like them being traffic cones out there that guys were having to just kind of go around because they weren't really didn't feel like they were really offensive weapons when they were uh when they were driving and so uh like it, it kept it felt like it clogged the space Like guys had like uh Jalen and Jason kept trying to drive in the lane but they just had nowhere to go uh, and that was a big that felt like a big part of the problem like it they drove the traffic and they got stuck there and so maybe they need to make decisions quicker but to uh, but also to the problem it was not only them it's not just the them those kind of turnovers are not are never just a them problem but like it's usually when the bigs are not able to contribute anything like their shots are not going in or they're tentative around the hoop, then what happens is when guys drive the lane, they just they just end up getting in the way. And they're, uh, they're just not, we, they end up, their defender leaks off of them. And if you're lucky, you get a putback attempt, but otherwise they're getting blocked out and it's going the other way. You know, and it get, they get forced into all these turnovers. 19 turnovers for that game,
1: 33 points. What did you else what else did you see? That was maybe the worst game I've seen Marcus play since this new regime. I mean, he just did not have it. I don't know if the ankle was bothering him or what, but he just didn't have his confidence. The shot was non-existent and the passes like they were all late and a lot of them got picked off because of that.
0: Yeah. Not being decisive. None of them. None of our playmakers were decisive with the ball at all. They looked like they were flummoxed a couple of times because Golden State dropped into a zone at some time. And I swear, when we had, when we've been playing man-to-man for a while, and all of a sudden we get hit with a zone after not seeing one for a while, we have difficulty identifying it and figuring out how to beat it. And we took so long trying to figure that out. Um, it just got too late. And I, I didn't feel like Golden State, I mean, I'll give some credit to Golden State. They showed up, they played their defense, they took control of the game. But for a good part of this game, it felt like Golden State was almost waiting for us to seize it. They had gotten a bit a bigger lead, they gotten almost a double-digit lead, but it dropped down to six at one point because so we were coming back. And then we could just never get over that hump. We could never push past that. And then finally Golden State's like, oh, you're not uh, you're not gonna take it? Okay, all right, we'll do it. Like you give Steph long enough, eventually he's gonna start making shots.
1: Yeah, between him and Looney and Green, like they just played such a smart game. It didn't really matter that Clay couldn't make anything. Wiggins was invisible. I mean, I barely remember Otto Porter even playing. I thought Payton was a little effective when he came in, a lot more than Iguodala at least, because he wasn't, you know, a turnstile that you could just run by and score on. I thought he did make a little impact defensively. But, I mean, really, it's just three guys that are beating us, and it's really freaking annoying. Because if you look at the box score, you wouldn't think Draymond Green's one of those guys. But the way he has our whole team mentally just flustered, it's affected everything. Jalen refuses, I, I don't know what it is. He thinks that like it's up to him to drive on him whenever Draymond's on him instead of waiting for the switch. And it's like, he's too smart for you. I, I love you, Jalen, but Green is waiting for that drive. You're gonna turn it over every time.
0: What do you think of Draymond's antics in this game? Had that play where he fouled Jalen on the three and then his foot lands on his head. And then they they get into a scuffle and then Draymond tries to pull his pants down. I didn't even see that at first. But he, he did. tried to pull no. his pants down. I was like, that's... And Jaylen's like, that's weird. What's what, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Why is he trying to
1: pull my pants down?
0: And then well, some the, of the other stuff.
1: The fact that he's resorting to these kind of act, antics, it just reiterates in my head that we are the better team. The only way they can beat us is if, if we break down mentally from all the shenanigans. But those things shouldn't even be on the table if if it's officiated properly like you got to nip that stuff in the bud like nobody's here for the sideshow
0: yeah yeah so obviously something like uh the um the uh, tra- the the blocking foul I guess on Grants when <laughs> Draymond ran him over for God's sakes and it was crazy and of course like we've all seen this clip going around the play where it looks like Dre is actually run blocking
1: like an offensive
0: lineman to clear the lane for a Steph Curry three like every guy no one within like five feet of him and that is because Draymond had literally he was literally pass blocking Alan
1: Grant into the paint. I'm like, are you shooting me that this is happening? I guarantee the Celtics sent that clip to the league office. Like yeah, I heard probably, they did. There's probably like 18 of them that they sent, but I I guarantee that was one of the first ones because there's no way they allow that again. I, I hope that it's been so loud and they got so much blowback from this that we'll never see that officiating team again. I know there's only a few games and there's only a handful of officials left, but there's no way they let that crew come out again.
0: So... If you had to choose a side, what would you say was more impactful to this loss? Bad officiating or turnovers?
1: I think one begat the other. I think a lot of times was, <laughs> because of the bad officiating. Because, I mean, when we drive, we're, are we not getting hit like they are? But we're not getting the whistle like they are. And then the turnovers come thereafter. And honestly, that first quarter was so huge. We should have been up 12 to 14 points in that first quarter. But when he gets taken out after he already has a rhythm on a phantom second foul, every time we were about to pull away in that first quarter, it was some kind of BS call that slowed the momentum just enough to let the Warriors hang around, and then we just became unglued. I'm not saying we would have won if it was officiated like the first game, but it wouldn't have been that. That's all I have.
0: It just evolved into a mess. They were up by almost 30 at one point. And then uh, there was extended garbage time in the fourth. Um, we saw some you know early, uh, the uh, the the uh, newer guys get some run at the end. Sam my guy Sam swish. Sam Hauser came in hit a shot or two. looked great too just yeah. great. yeah I, I hope to see him um get some at least maybe fringe rotation minutes next year Uh, i'd like to see that um but all right so the series is now 1-1 and it has shifted back up to the beam. all right td garden is going to be locked rocked all of that um gonna be fired up tomorrow
1: what are your expectations for this next game I really think we haven't really had like the fans have been great, but we haven't really had a home court advantage this whole playoffs. It seems like for whatever reason, we've come out lackadaisical at home. Like, Oh, we're at home. We can kind of chill a little bit. I don't expect to see that tomorrow, especially the way we lost the last game. I think coming home is going to be a huge blessing and Mm. they're going to be ready.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like the sound of that. I'm certainly hoping so. I want them to go out, come out and, Throw a first punch right away, man. Uh, let them know where they are. they are in the garden. Uh, you know, welcome to the jungle. And uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a long, hard night for you. That's that's what I want to see. Uh, I want to see some uh, will being imposed on them. One thing that was good. Uh, and I don't know how much of this always translates, especially to elite elite shooters like Clay. But you said earlier at the top, you know, Clay really didn't wasn't able to get going. And I there was a point where they had Clay in still in garbage time. Cause they were trying to help him still get a feel going into game three. He still did. They still defended him hard. We still defended him hard in garbage time. And he finished, what, four for 18? I forget the number, but something like that. Yeah, four
1: for 19, one for eight from three.
0: Yeah. Right. And so that low-key could be a big factor. You know, or that could be a factor, I'll put it that way. You never know, you never want to put too much, you know, you never want to put too much into things like that, especially, like I said, when you're dealing with an elite shooter like Clay. You know, you know, guys like him have bad nights and then they go off for 30 in the next game and he'll hit 10 30s So you never know, but it was good to see that continue. You never want guys to, you never want to see elite shooters um, see one going in late to help their confidence. So that was, uh, I think a low key good thing um, as that comes in here, as that comes back up to Boston. Uh, it's definitely good to see that. I've heard some murmurings, I've read some on Twitter that Eme is potentially considering some either or lineup change, lineup change or rotation change or potentially both. What could that possibly mean?
1: You probably eliminate the Tice minutes, especially at the end of the first quarter. You do more Grant. Um, when Looney comes out, you might even try Grant at the five. Um, Something like that. I don't really see it being anything with the starting lineup. I think you still want to establish your size and dominance. Hopefully have some actual, you know, play around the basket with Rob and Al. But if not, like I said, you go smaller, especially when Looney's out. I don't know. I don't really feel that uh, it's going to be anything super drastic. I just don't think this is the series for Tice as much as I love the guy.
0: Yeah, I know, and, and Tice obviously has been great. He's we don't we're not here without Tice at this point. For what he did in the Brooklyn series, he was phenomenal. Um I do know you can always count on Tice at least one game to, to drop to drop off screen roll when he's not supposed to and leave a guy wide open. Like you can set your watch to that now at least once or twice a game. Um, But yeah, I think so. I was hoping this might be, I was thinking this might be a Tice game if Rob wasn't quite himself. But maybe just Tice's either inability or unwillingness to go and show high enough like he needs to at the three-point line uh, out there. his His discomfort with doing that on a consistent level, may make it so he doesn't play as much this series. Um, I'm also wondering if sometimes, if sometime we may see a little bit more one big, um, if possible. Grant, obviously having Grant in, you know, I, I, to go along with your point, that could be, that could be it too, if you want to consider him a big. Um, but I think, um, I, I, I feel like this team in this last game had trouble with spacing. Uh, there were just too many guys in the open paint now. And if they choose to go with that zone, then we'll figure out a way to space it enough. But I, I just felt that with both Al and Rob not being a, not having their passing games. At first, they weren't really even involved for, for much of the entire game. And you can tell that because like when they, when Al's not involved in the game, I feel like Jason also suffers. There was a point where Jason hadn't even taken a shot in the second half to like sometime late in the third quarter, early fourth. Like he hadn't taken a shot the entire for most of the entire third quarter when they were starting to make their run. And whenever that happens, it's usually, he's dribbling the ball up, he's calling the plays, making the plays, trying to do the, trying to run screen roll, and not enough of the bigs getting the ball and us running action off of that, whether it be backdoor cuts or flashing to the post, you know, the bigs entering the post sometimes off mismatches. We didn't see a, a lot of that in game two. And I think that's something where we should still continue to try to find, uh, try to find matchups there. Because I, I feel like if the, we have one big, it can pull a guy out and then allow the other guys uh, to, to maybe have some space to do some things.
1: Yeah, especially when the Warriors are smaller. When they have that curry clay Pool lineup, usually Looney's not even out there with them. I think that's when you have to do it. Because you can attack. They have so many weak defenders. Clay can't move on defense anymore. He's not the player he was. Poole is the worst defender probably on either team, if we're really being honest. i take Pritchard's defense over Pool's at this point. Um, so that's, that's where we got to attack. I agree. I agree. Is that what you'd
0: do if you had the choice? Would, would how would you if you if you were staring down making some changes after this, after a, a loss like this, where so many different things seem to go wrong, whether it be turnovers, whether it be points in the paint, uh, whether it be officiating? Um, what would be your move to make?
1: I wouldn't overreact to one game, especially because of how that game was officiated. I do think our best advantage is still our size, so I wouldn't go away from the double big, Um, but I would try to attack when they don't have Looney out there because Looney's been phenomenal. He's Him and Draymond are neck and neck for their best defender. I can't believe I'm even saying that. It's just he, he impacts the game so much, and even if it doesn't show up in the box score. He's always around the basket. He's just swallowing rebounds like crazy and he's altering shots so i think when looney's not in there that's when you go single big or even small ball with uh grant at the five absolutely all right so
0: hopefully we will hold serve defend our home court and maybe we can get this thing up to 3-1 over the course of these next two games, but to start obviously with the first one, which is going to be tomorrow. um, Hopefully we, uh, like I said, we announce our presence with authority in that game and um, take control back of this series. Anything in particular otherwise you're
1: looking to see? I'm ready for a Tatum finals performance. Like I need one of those game six Milwaukee games. I I need that.
0: Uh, definitely definitely um, you no know, you no know, stars shine brightest <laughs> excuse me on this date um, so yeah hopefully that happens we'll see definitely what happens tomorrow but uh for that I think um, yeah I, th- I think we'll call it here uh, we'll see what happens in the next game and We'll chop it up after that. See what what happens. Um, but yeah,
1: any any final words, Billy, before we take off? Let's get this game three, man. We did our job. We held. We stole one on the road. Now let's hold down home court.
0: Absolutely, All right. Absolutely, we must defend this house. All right. And so, thank you once again for listening. Again, if you're listening, you are part of the family here the Reds disciples podcast uh join us uh call in if you want to be a part of the show and engage in the discussion please let us know uh if you want to join in the forum um we always have a game thread going on uh game day um you can engage in the conversation with our uh our uh, wacky little celtics family we have there and uh yeah once again if you if you made it far into this podcast thank you for the support and we will see you next time all right go celtics banner 18 inbound in three two one